This podcast is intended for a mature audience. If you are under 18 years of age, please come back when you are to enjoy our content. The information, opinions, and stories shared in this podcast are for educational purposes only. The content creators are not certified sex therapists or counselors and rely heavily on experts. Come explore, learn, and grow with us. Hello, Ellie. How are you? Oh, can't complain. How about yourself? Doing better. The weather's getting nicer. People are happier around me. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It finally stopped raining where I am. (laughs) Oh, I love that we're on two different parts of the continent here. Very different. Kind of like our thoughts on the last episode, huh? Going straight to the thick of the science, you're kind of scaring me there a little bit. And uh, I must admit, it kind of excited a different part of my brain. I almost wonder if we should have called the episode Talk Nerdy to Me. Well, that is something that certain people enjoy. And we can we can talk about that but that part later. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there there's even a term for for people who are really into someone talking nerdy. Yeah, I, I've heard people use terms like cerebral, but I think the term you're looking for in the kink world is sapiosexual. Yeah, supposedly someone who's aroused by people's supposed intelligence. I'm going to say supposed because you can always sound smart. Doesn't mean you need to be smart. You just have to sound like you know what you're talking about. But no, in the in that particular case, for the show notes, mm-hmm. uh, we have the we have the actual references some of the some of the claims that i made i've I've referenced Mm -hmm. them with either peer-reviewed literature or summaries of peer-reviewed literature and i you know what i get it 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 was a bit of a risk but the reason why i kind of went hard into the science is because i i think that what we want to do here is we want to first and foremost educate people and help them kind of explore different things with us we want to share any sort of relevant experiences that we have, and we definitely want to see what people are into and why. But at the same time, we also want to look at how it's connected to the broader culture, to our future. Because, again, like like we said in the previous episodes, we evolved for this. This is mm-hmm. like one of the most important things in our lives, biologically speaking. So, of course, it's going to shape our thoughts and, it's of course, it's going to shape our culture. And I think it's it's really good to make those connections every once in a while where it doesn't have to be just about a particular fetish or a particular taboo. It can also be of how does this fit in like the bigger mosaic of culture. Mm-hmm. I know some of the feedback I got from one of my beta listeners was that it was a far stretch from the title of our podcast, Talking Kink with Alex and Ellie. And I said, what do you mean? I, I think that there's there's some of us horning nerds who can find the kink or the dirty or the naughty or the taboo just about in every subject right and so i think we focused on sex very well last week has that has that beta listener never heard of rule 34 
I'm I'm just I I I just want to make sure with all well, with them. all my due respect. Do tell. Yes, rule thirty four. If it exists, a porn parody of it also exists. Ah. Oh. There's also rule thirty five. If porn of this does not exist by some bizarre chance, this fact will be discovered and rule 34 will be observed. <laughs> there's porn of everything. There's sci-fi porn. There's alien abduction porn. Mm -hmm. There's Star Trek porn. There's Star Wars porn. There's everything. So uh, to say that, oh, we've completely deviated from this particular topic I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to take a challenge for that, and I think the internet will hear me on this one. And this one is for all the sci-fi nerds who are very, very into seeing their favorite franchises featured in porn parodies. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, they just they said it was a far stretch from some of our other episodes, too, because we didn't share as many fun stories. I think in episodes, you know, one, two, three, they were really getting to know us. And then suddenly we jumped into outer space, you know, and look, if I had a story about having sex in space, this would be literally all that I would ever talk about. <laughs> and I would be like, and then we both came looking at the earth out of the porthole, but I guess you had to be there. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I, I was, I was happy to hear that they want us to go back into some of our, our, our stories. I was happy. And then I looked at what was the next topic that you wanted to discuss today. And I thought, oh no. I, I don't know if I have any stories just like outer space to connect to this one. Um, but uh, do you think we should jump into the episode anyways? Like, I think we should, because here's the thing we mentioned at the last uh, during the last episode that there may be a planet out there uh, of settlers in the far future who believe that it is their goal to seed the galaxy with life. And as part of doing so, there is some very interesting literature and also some very relevant kings that would kind of manifest themselves. And lucky for you, I actually have some experience with both. Well, you take the lead then. You take the reins, buddy. Well, I know that you did some research I always about do. about the about <laughs> the first one. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what your research found, and I'll be happy to fill in the. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Before we fill in anything, let's just go through the research. <laughs> okay, so you threw out the words free use and breeding. You know, because that's what their uh, the future societies are going to be focused on. So yes, I took to the internet, and. <laughs> I was a little sidetracked, Alex. Uh, I, I got onto the, the rabbit hole that is called Reddit. <laughs> see, see, this is the problem with doing research for the show because you have to have your safe search off. And I don't know <laughs> if you've seen the internet lately, but they have all kinds of stuff there. There is. And I like to mix a little bit of entertainment with my research. And so Reddit is usually a good place. Um, and I got sidetracked by some of the quotes can i can i just freely quote some of the subreddits and and posts that i found under the category of free use of course okay so i saw things like oh daddy i need your come inside me so bad what'd that do did that do anything to you 
Um, please continue. <laughs> How about let me put a baby in you? Yeah, that's the wrong way. That, that. Yeah, that that one less so. <laughs> that 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 one did not quite. I guess hit the I should have started with whether it was a female quote or a male quote, but you know, it's whatever floats your boat. Uh, you know, we're just getting to know each other here. Okay, how about this one? Whatever Daddy wants, Daddy gets. I now feel slightly intimidated. <laughs> So then what I, I really had fun with was I took some of those sayings that I found on Reddit as part of the conversations and message boards that were flowing. Um, and I actually got sidetracked even further onto, of all places, Etsy. You know, the, the place where crafters and artisans go to sell their wares? Yeah, the place where you used to have crafters and artisans make one-of-a-kind things and now more or less reselling stuff from Alibaba, which itself is a knockoff of Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> well, there, there's a whole line of people who love to craft T-shirts with their favorite slogans on them. And so I looked using the terms breeding and free use to see what could I buy on the internet these days, but more so homemade. And did you know I found candles that smell like naughty and the box what? says breed me what exactly <laughs> does what exactly does naughty smell like will be my question well i'm just thinking back to some of the sexy encounters i've had in basements where there were fluids exchanged and i don't know if i'd like a candle that smelled like sweat cum and bourbon with a little yeah, bit of that... dusty musty smell yeah, that, that's also kind of where my mind went. I remember that, that if that's the smell that they're associating with it, that they also need to include some, you know, some of that citrus spray that never really works. <laughs> but you mean still... Febreze? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you need Febreze. And you also need like a coupon for steam cleaning after all of that. <laughs> yeah, tape to the bottom of the box. Um, okay. But back to the T-shirts. There was actually a T-shirt that says, breed me and tell me I'm pretty. Okay. Okay, uh -huh. I can see I almost, how that would be in line. I, I almost pushed buy and then I realized, or like purchase, um, but then I realized I, I don't know if the free use and breeding kink is part of my, I don't know, my future, my interests. So I needed to do more homework. Yeah. Okay. I don't well, know if you can call it research, but I definitely did homework. Well, that's good. But I, before we do, we've already talked about the homework, though. I do want to make sure that we're being very clear about free use and breeding, that they're technically, technically two different things. They can be yep. related, but not necessarily. Free use is essentially um, if you, you have a blanket permission, you have blanking consent from your partner yep. that anytime you want to engage, you, you get to engage. Um, anytime you want to do something sexual, you're good to go unless there's an emergency or there's like a safe word or a stop because maybe something happens, et cetera, et cetera. Just a little bit of common sense, but otherwise you're always available. You're always good to go. And breeding is specifically with the either intent of um, sex with the intent of getting pregnant or the implication that there's a risk mm -hmm. of pregnancy and having a child so it doesn't it doesn't actually necessarily have to culminate in the pregnancy 
but at least that 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 part is there that's it's part of a, the discussion it's part of that king that oh i didn't take my birth control or i i'm i'm not on the pill and i don't know if this i don't know what will happen but i don't want you to pull out that sort of conversation uh it is is really would be more classified under breeding Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, you've said you've used the word kink and fetish. And so I had to backtrack again and remind myself the difference between kink and fetish, where the fetish is an act like sex in public and of maybe an object like feet or hands. And it needs to be present in order for the person to have an orgasm or get extremely aroused by it versus someone who just likes to do something. So likes to do a kink that changes or not changes, but charges up a moment, um, brings that extra sexy energy um, by, you know, someone adds sex toys or maybe some role playing in the moment where I think the our topic today definitely falls more under a fetish, right, Alex? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Like that, those are the things that just you really need to kind of bring you over the edge, especially with uh, with with breeding. Um, mm -hmm. Although free use, there's a there's a lot of controversy about that could be considered a kink or a fetish. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just more about the availability and the accessibility, and just that that idea that you can just have your partner whenever you want to, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. there's really basically no limits other than limits that you would basically look at yourself and say, oh yeah, that's probably a bad time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So I did my homework for free use. I did homework and the word that kept coming up was free use Friday. There's a day for that. Oh my God. I've been, <laughs> mm, I've been doing well, my Fridays all wrong. Well, not <laughs> doing my Fridays wrong. No. Well, okay. That, sorry. Sorry. Let, I'll, I'll figure out my word usage later. Please, by all means, continue. <laughs> well, I wanted to see what books were out there to educate myself. And unfortunately, I got steered down the rabbit hole of erotica. It tends to be a really um, popular topic in fiction works, adult fiction. And I found myself, instead of doing my homework like a good girl, I ended up reading part of a book. Can I share just a little bit about this book? Of course. Okay. So there's this author by the name of Alec Lake, and he's done a Free Use Friday series where they're series. using a series. And so they're using... I think it's different women in the series. The one I started looking at, because I haven't finished it yet, is called Using April. Using April by Alec Lake. And in this series, in this first book in the series, the husband actually defines Free Use Friday to a friend. So right away, I just, I learned from this and backed it up with some of the other reading I did on, uh, on the internet that said that, yeah, it's definitely a dynamic between a couple. But it's not just a dynamic between the couple themselves. It's a dynamic within an open relationship. So in this book, the husband says to his friend, for instance, you're feeling horny. You can come over to our house and April will make herself available to you. And then he continues to say, she might have to keep doing stuff like cooking or laundry, but use whatever you need and she will be more than happy to serve you meaning her body parts or specific holes, Alex, is what I got from this. Then No, no, I'm the, I'm getting that vibe. Are as you well. there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm 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 right there with you. 
Because with fiction, sometimes, you know, it's all about the interpretation by the reader. But he then goes in to explain, or she does actually, the first time that the neighbor or the friend calls upon her. He actually calls, like physically picks up a telephone, and she responds on the phone by saying, oh, you don't need to call ahead, Will. My pussy is always open for you. Just come over. The side door is always unlocked. Now, Will can't believe it when Rob asks him if he would like free use of his wife every Friday, free use Friday, as his fuck toy. And he eagerly says yes. And then, well, the fun continues. And throughout this book, you'll be reading about them having all kinds of kink, all kinds of uh, flavors of sex together in the book, which is the first of, I think, three books in a series. You can find it on Amazon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, have you ever um, read any books? I was going to say, I have a book review as well. Nice. Of course, mine is a sci fi thing from the late 60s because <laughs> not surprised. I'm a professional weirdo. We can let's just accept that and move on. Okay. Um, it's a book called The World Inside by Robert Silverberg. And no, it's not inside as in. That as clear as our previous work of fiction. No, this meant the figurative inside, the the inner you. It was published in 1971. Um, so just to give you an idea, this is during that whole age of Aquarius in the United States, the whole like free love and the question of open relationships and really kind of the start of swinging in the United States or rather the popularization of swinging because it really kind of began as Air Force officers during yeah. The uh, during the Second World War, you wanted to basically have some stress relief. And then mm -hmm. obviously, if the husband died, you, they wanted to make sure that their wife was well taken care of by a friend while they were deployed or while or if they were injured and, and couldn't make it home. Or if, again, they died, they knew some, there was somebody to look out for their wife. And that's actually where the, the pineapple symbol comes from. It was supposed to be a shorthand for hospitality, the the little what? inverted pineapple. Yeah, that's where that comes hospitality? from. Hospitality? What are we in? Like Hawaii? What do you mean? Yes. Yes. That's exactly oh, where that came from. Thank you for educating me. Wow. So I've this seen is this the symbol. So the reason why I explain all this is this is the backdrop for mm -hmm. when this book was written. Okay. And the idea behind this book is that at the same time, the powers that be were worried about overpopulation because at the time vaccination really took off. Sanitation was available to much more of the world than it ever has been. Population soared, just doubled. And then on top of that, life expectancies doubled almost overnight with all the preventative care and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. There I go again with all the signs. So <laughs> you're turning Silverberg, on Alex. Are you sapiosexual by any means? That means I am. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I need to not do that. I need to not do that. Okay, that was too awkward. Okay, oh, moving on quickly. Uh, so Silverberg essentially wrote this relatively short novel about a world in the 24th century where the human population is now 75 billion and no one is keeping track of how many humans is too much. They have decided there's no such thing as too much humanity. It is their job to seed the earth, nay, the solar system, 
with as many humans as possible. Birth control was not a thing that should even be discussed. It was considered beyond the pale to discuss it. Uh, and you ended up with younger and younger people getting married and having children. So mm -hmm. the first half of this novel really kind of reads almost like the fantasies of someone who's really into free use and breeding because obviously yes the breeding all the children and the idea that every single um, sexual encounter could result in a child and how this was a blessing and how society was all for it but the problem is when you have 75 billion people how do you actually house them how, how what do you actually do and the powers that be at the time have decided that they're going to put all of these people in something called urbmons, urban monuments. And they okay. were these giant skyscrapers that housed 800,000 people each on average. They were then chained together as like these giant hives that were essentially the size of states. So he took the concept of these mega cities merging together, like mm -hmm. Boston all the way down to Washington and being called Balls Wash and so on and so forth. And now they began – they became these giant hives of human activity where people were constantly reproducing. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you – you because you're in such close quarters – all ideas of modesty and privacy basically were abandoned to a point where they had something called night walking where literally any guy could walk to any hallway on whatever floor sections they were on or or go anywhere in their herb monts because they were restricted to a particular herb month and literally get in bed with someone's wife and introduced themselves and that was all that was necessary and sometimes the guy, sometimes their husbands would watch or a lot of times their husbands would be out having sex with somebody else's wives so that was and that was like considered normal in that society mm -hmm. and so this is again this sounds like this holy crap there's this world of sexual chaos. insanity and, <laughs> and chaos and anarchy and, satis and satisfaction and you read it for the first half and you're like okay well this guy's really into it but then the second half really deals with the psychological issues of that kind of loss of freedom yes you gain sexual freedom but that privacy being able to set your boundaries being able to say no being able to decide well this is not for me. I don't really like this or I don't want to have this many kids uh, really graded on some people. And unfortunately, in that society, the punishment for essentially saying, no, I don't want to do this was uh, being incinerated. Uh, so Ooh. that didn't really work. Yeah. So that escalates very, very quick. And it really becomes more of a dive into the people because now their world is very limited. Their world is limited to a skyscraper and they have to either find a way to kind of numb themselves and make it through their lives without thinking too much about it. Or if they do start thinking about it, how do they not completely lose it? How do they not try to envision something very different? How do they try to envision not having, having other freedoms, having boundaries, having privacy? And is it really important for us to have that? So it's definitely something I would recommend reading and wrestling with if you're kind of interested hmm. in these particular uh, in the exploration of these particular fetishes. 
And if you're more like Ellie, you can go to the smut that is found on places like Twitter X and Literotica and just kind of surface level kind of enjoy oh, the them. world inside is graphic. It's yeah. not it does not hold back on the on the smut at all. Oh, Okay, because I was just going to say, I don't know if it's my style, but you know what? Uh, the more we chat together, you're definitely stretching my areas of interest and broadening them. So, you know, yeah, okay, maybe I'll put it on my list next. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't, it does not shy about the details. It, it's very much, if you're, if you're into reading smut, it's not, it may not be as insanely graphic or as insanely focused on it as some. Mm -hmm titles might be but it definitely does not shy away from very descriptive scenery nice well sometimes it's nice to dip into you know the deeper literary works and then the ones that are just a little more shallow but i guess it's all in our opinion right yeah and i think this it actually rides the balance really well i think the i think the level of detail that it goes into is like i said graphic but it definitely works for what he's mm -hmm. trying to do so Nice. With that well, in mind. Back to Free Use Friday. I know you had asked, is there actually a day? Let's go back to that. There is. It's the second Friday in October. Put that on your calendar right now. Oh, my God. Wait, what, only one? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Supposedly. You know, better than none. Better than none. It, do you know, it actually began as a joke. It started uh, from online sex role play chat rooms. But supposedly it's gained mainstream attention and it means that a couple can engage in sex whenever one of the members of the couple wants to have sex or is horny, even if the other member is not horny, is what these chat room forums were saying. As long as um, one is, the couple is required to have some kind of sexy time. Now, it didn't actually divulge or like expand on whether or not that's full-blown fucking. I think it means any kind of foreplay, fingering, you know, necking, or fucking. That makes sense because you do want to give couples their boundaries but I, I i can understand why you would want to do that because the more positive experiences you have the more fun you have with it the more you want to keep having fun with it so yeah i totally get it mm -hmm. so I, I went to one of my favorite online stores i don't know if you know love honey lovehoney.com and here it's lovehoney.ca no actually i'm no? not familiar with that one Oh, good sex toys. Good deals, too. But more than just a website for sex toys, it actually has a chat forum built into it as well. And I typed in there, you know, wanting to know more about free use. And it actually described that there's two types of free use. The first type is where you never say no. It's just a constant yes day as long as reasonable. Like one person posted that it can't be when you're fighting or it can't be if someone's hurt physically or emotionally. Uh, for example, like if they have a migraine, you can't kind of overstep that. The second type of free use was that it was anywhere, anytime. So like in that short fiction that I shared, while she was doing the dishes, you just hike up the skirt and take what you want. And the person doesn't stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that it was mostly men who were posting that they're usually the initiator. And that the girls or the wives, the girlfriends were the ones who were constantly bending over or to say, be the, the one to take it <laughs> whenever. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. There was, yeah. There was a person who posted uh, named Joe Cat. I like that. Joe Cat. 
Um, they said that uh, the second one, second type of free use reminded her when a dog starts humping someone's leg and everyone else in the room just pretends like it's not happening. Um, <laughs> harsh, but accurate. Seems, seems accurate at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I have, I, I actually have a rare counterpoint to, to please. one of the things that you said, but yep. you know what? Maybe the audience can wait a little bit. Maybe we can build up a little bit of anticipation for this. Oh, there you go. Teasing them again. I like it. So then do you want to go right into breeding then and kind of compare the two? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So when I looked breeding right away, the word impregnation. Yeah. It just kind of hangs there, right? Not a sexy word. If you ask me. It's very clinical. Very clinical. So like crush and dirty talk. I took to bustle.com and it said a breeding kink refers to just unprotected sex that involves fluid exchange with the risk of pregnancy, which you shared already. Um, but did you know that the breeding kinks, uh, people who are into it, the practice can be empowering or even healing in as a, like a sexual coping mechanism. Um, there was some work done by a sexual therapist named Sarah Rosen, who said engaging in breeding kinks can help us feel like we have some kind of control over something we may feel very powerless to. And it could be about taking power back. Okay, let's ex let's expand on that a little bit, because mm -hmm. as a guy, I don't really have the insights necessary to unpack this so i'm gonna i'm gonna hand it over to a milf i mean sorry to a mother um and then uh let's 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 unpack that a little bit more because i'm, I'm curious to hear exactly how well in a heterocentric society it can be well, kind of easy to assume that a breeding kink refers to the fantasy of procreation where it has to be penis and vagina intercourse. But the article stated that it's sometimes true, but that the kink can transcend the spectrum of gender identity and sexual orientation. And while the description of breeding kinks can lend itself to heteronormativity, it's sometimes something that people of all genders and sexual orientation can enjoy. And a breeding kink is often more psychological than physical. And I think when I see the word impregnation, I, that's where I get stuck on just the biological aspect of getting pregnant. But that I don't think that's what this kink is about at all. The more I read up on it, it can be erotic to feel like your partner's owning you and claiming you in bed. And it can be more of an intimate and loving experience where unprotected sex is usually an exclusive act reserved for someone that you know and trust. But sometimes it's just a fantasy. No fluids exchanged. You're tempted by the taboo and it's role play for sexual arousal. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. I have. I have encountered that. So you don't have to be a woman to understand this. That okay, that that I can't understand, but I just mm -hmm. this is this is just one of those things where I wasn't exactly sure where this was going. So you can look into the breeding kink and you can maybe form like a a comedic picture in your head of you know the the times when the guy would throw the woman over uh their shoulder, clunk them on the head first and throw them over their shoulder and haul them into their cave, and the whole purpose was just to make a baby. That's, okay. that's not this. I, I, that's not where your mind went, Alex. 
I mean, no, not not really. Clunking women on the head with uh, with with a club is not is generally not where my mind goes. No. <laughs> Sorry, we we know how I feel about role play. I get silly. Um, I know for some people this is you know serious. It's a very important part of their sexuality and of their um, relationship. But I I get the giggles as you know with, with when it comes to role play. Yes, that's well. You you did you did acknowledge as much, um, mm-hmm. and now I have to be serious and I have to point out that there's a bit of a darker side to. Um, to the breeding fetish. There's a very popular conspiracy theory out there mm-hmm. that the elites, quote unquote, are depopulating the earth. They want this pristine eco haven and leave just enough people to be servants. That is, of course, not at all how the actual people in charge have built the world. And so they need as and want as many workers and as many customers as possible. So you actually have powerful billionaires like Peter Thiel and Mark, and Mark Andreessen and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos talking about how, no, 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 humans, humanity should be 50 billion or a trillion people all over the solar system and beyond. We must have more and more and more humans. So if anything, the world inside that we just talked about may actually be somewhat of a plausible idea of what they want to see happen because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have these gigantic populations. That means more workers. That means more stuff and more people to sell the stuff to. And that's why they're not a big fan of changing the economy or to something that's a little bit more sustainable, something that's a little bit more – that's a little bit less focused on us buying stuff that – ends up in pollution and and global warming and climate change because the culture that they benefit from the economics that they benefit from the the way that they made their wealth was by a constantly growing consumer economy and the only way the consumer economy is going to grow is if the population grows with it and because they are looking to expand the economy in the only way they know how more of us means more money for them. Oh, so you're getting so serious. And he, with an ounce of dark and creepy. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's the thing. And it doesn't quite stop there because unfortunately, nowadays, you have the rise of all sorts of very far right and fascist movements. And they have very well been known to use the breeding fantasy to motivate their foot soldiers and promote eugenics and ethnic cleansing. And essentially, you know, you must breed for the motherland, fatherland, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there's ways that this seemingly connects politics. Well, yeah, but it's so I'm trying to say that that there's there's a way that the seemingly sexy, fun thing could be abused or used in ways that are no longer as fun. So mm-hmm. knowing how that connection is made lets us know how to keep it fun and sexy mm-hmm. <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of dark and creepy. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. when Whenever we've read about these kinks and fetishes, um, I just, I, that's the last thing I want to think about is getting pregnant and having a baby. And And I'd love if some of our listeners could like write in somewhere, like maybe to our email address. And share, like, what, what is their motivation? 
we have one, don't we now? Mm-hmm. Talking kink with Alex and Ellie at gmail.com. And people should write in and share with us if you're actively pursuing this fetish in your relationship, especially if it's in an open relationship, you know, what does it look like, feel like, sound like? Yeah. Do you think it may also be time to come through on that big announcement that I was teasing the last episode or? Yeah, you can't leave them hanging like that. I mean, they probably have been wanting to know since the minute I said, hello, Alex. Well, have they been good? Did they deserve it? Should we let them have it? I think so. I think so. Well, we are actually going to go legit with this based on our feedback from our beta listeners and based on the statistics that we collected. Mm-hmm. Um, there is now a website, TalkingKingPodcast.com. Exciting. There are show notes. There are sources for our claims. So in case you actually want to check out what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And and why we make the claims that we that we make, we have links, we have proof, we have data that we can show you. Yeah. And you can also subscribe and follow this on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, you know, wherever all the fine and not so fine podcasts are shared. Yeah. And I think can they also find us on some socials? Basically all of them. Threads and the artist formerly known as Twitter, or I should say the platform <laughs> formerly known as Twitter, um, Instagram, that's all on the website. Just go to TalkingKingPodcast.com and you can follow us everywhere. Awesome. I think this is so exciting, Alex. I mean, it was just kind of a, a conversation that flowed into a bit of a dream. And then that dream turned into a pilot of a podcast. And I mean, the momentum has just been lovely. Well, It also helps that technology makes things very, very easy. And I didn't even have to write that much code to make it all happen. So that's always fun. It used to be when you had to write so much code to make a website work. And now it's, well, uh, it depends on who you ask. I I went the simplest route. No, no, no. The magician never reveals his magic. Remember? I have to let our listeners know that everything they see is from your magic. I'm the voice behind this beautiful microphone, but you're the magic behind all the technology side. Uh, I thank you. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. the call out. I, I yeah. really do. Take a bow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, thank I don't you. want them thinking I had anything to do with like the, the logo or the website layout. Like you, you work magic. Thank you. But you provide a lot of the ideas and there's a lot of the research and a lot of the details on the outlines and keeping our pacing so yeah it i think this i think this works very well and i'm very comfortable handling the technology nice oh and i like the social aspect too so i've already got one person i think who's going to come and chat with us but we need more people to write in and share their stories and be brave to come and have a part of the conversation with us um and so i've got a few more in mind that i'm going to be contacting soon Absolutely. Be that be that part of that one percent. Contact us. Yeah. Comment. Subscribe. Let the us 1% know. The one percent club think. is where all the cool cats hang out. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Except I don't think they call themselves cool cats anymore. No, I kind of dated myself there, huh? Yeah, I don't know the proper <laughs> slang for it either. So I'm dating myself now too. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? The people wanted, our people wanted a little bit more connection with us in this episode. So do you think we should break into like other stories or some personal? Oh, I actually have stories for this one. So, but why don't you go first and let's, let's (laughs) reset the scene. Okay. Well, I don't have a lot of connection. I think that's why you kind of want me to go first because it's going to be a little short and sweet. Uh, I don't have a lot of connection or experience with breeding or free use, but I thought about some of the fun encounters I've been on and the people that I've met on my journey as a hot wife and as a, in a stag vixen dynamic. And one person, one person early on actually um, was a story that I could share that has the theme of free use. It might be a far stretch, so you tell me, okay? Okay. So I want to tell you a little bit about Matt the Mechanic. You know me and my nicknames, right? So mm-hmm. all names are all names are fake and very made up. Okay, very well. All okay. right, so free use court is now in session. We will take <laughs> the name Matt the Mechanic as evidence. Yep. That's our exhibit A. Proceed. Okay. So Matt the mechanic was married and sneaking, okay? No judgment. Met him on plenty of fish. Uh, He was in a very dead bedroom, shared a story, did not want to change the situation, but wanted some spice. He had not had a blowjob in something like six years. And he just really, I can see your face. (laughs) Our listeners can't see your face. (laughs) I just realized I can see your face go, what? So basically what you're trying to say is that you've engaged on a humanitarian mission. It was a humanitarian effort. Yes. Uh, he, all he had to say was he wanted to feel desired again. So I rose to the occasion. I made it my mission to break that. What do you call it? It was a streak, a bad streak. Right. So but I also thought that I would mess with him a little bit. And the Dom side in me, after we met and I did break the streak, I wanted to be more dominant with this guy. And I would actually call on him uh, whenever I knew he was on a break from work. I would call on him. He'd be driving 30-minute drive home approximately. And I would summon him. And I would tell him where to go and where to meet me. And he had to say yes. That was just part of our dynamic. So this is that where I think it falls under free use. So one time I summoned him and I said, I want you to pull over to this, these coordinates and I want you to park beside a set of mailboxes. They were on a big perimeter highway that goes around a big major city. And I told him he was going to do this simply so I could worship his cock on his way home from work. And he had to say yes. That was That was our arrangement. And then a few minutes later, we met. I did just as I wanted. And then we sent hubby a pic with his cock in my mouth. And the tagline read, I just met up with Matt for a tasty treat. (laughs) I'll pause because I see you want to say something. (laughs) Okay. uh, The free use court has heard your case and rules in your favor. Gavel, gavel, gavel. <laughs> Here's another one just for good measure. Cause I messed with him. I really did. And I say messed with him because it was a side of me that I didn't even know I had until I met this gentleman. He was just sort of meek. He would go along with anything, just so eager to please. And I thought, okay. So another time 
I actually showed up at a big parking lot that was beside his work. It was a big empty parking lot. Um, just for those who think that I'm crazy with my cemetery story of the past, this is a, a public parking lot, but it was a quiet one. But it was at the same time as his break from work. And I simply texted him and instructed him that he should cr- come outside and crawl into the back seat of my SUV that had tinted windows uh, so that he could finger me while I blew him for a while. And then we sent hubby a video of my lips wrapped around his gorgeous cock. But there was no tagline that time. It was just kind of obvious what I was up to. Okay. I mean, that, the fact the fact that you summoned him and he had to yeah. say yes and he had to do what yep. you told him absolutely 100% qualifies this as free use. Once again, <laughs> love it. Okay. Now, tell me your stories. All right. Let's see. Well, I actually had a long-term free use arrangement with a partner. It was the first kind, the you can't say no, um, kind of a similar, kind of a similar thing. Uh, but because we spent quite a bit of time together, we were, when we weren't working, we were usually hanging out. Uh, we basically just went for it all the time. And I wasn't always the initiator. In fact, I would even say it was 50, 50, because that's just how she rolls. Sometimes she would just, she would be working on something and said, okay, I need a break and just grab me and pull me to the bedroom. Or sometimes we didn't even make it that far. On my side, once upon a time, she came home from a business meeting. And at the time I was living somewhere that was quite hot and humid in the summer. And she was drenched. So she's like, okay, I got to jump in the shower. Let me just jump in the shower. I got to freshen up a little bit. So I was doing something else. I had, she, she took her shower and she came out of the shower. She dried herself and she started brushing her teeth and she was just bent over the sink naked. And as I'm walking by, I see the scene and I go, eh, why not? And so I start teasing her and playing with her and it escalates in about 15 seconds where we're both we're now both naked and having sex while she is still bent over brushing her teeth and she says that was still one of her favorite times because i just went for it i didn't ask i didn't i just immediately went for it and then she's like yes this is exactly what i wanted this is exactly what i'm looking for this is exactly it she explained to me the reason why she wanted this arrangement so much because she's the one who proposed that arrangement. Um, can I just say like my reaction to that was hallelujah. What did I do? <laughs> what God did I please? Is there a sacrifice that I made and I don't know that I need to repeat again? Like what, what do I need to do to keep this going? Like I was karma baby. I was, I was over the moon, but the reason she explained the reason why she wanted it so much is because she just wanted to feel that raw desire that at any mm-hmm. time she there was somebody around her who was just burning with desire for her who could not contain themselves, who didn't even try to contain themselves anymore. They gave up on the whole idea of, of that self-control. And mm-hmm. the minute that they had the opportunity, they would go for it. And that's what excited her. That's why she loved it. And she basically said that, basic, that made me aroused almost around the clock. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I also never thought of it that way, but I also realized that, hey, this ability 
also makes me really, really aroused around the clock. And it's, it's, it was really interesting. It was really fascinating. And I was very sad when it ended. Well, and I know that there's listeners who are probably thinking right now, like the buzzword right now, it seems like is consent. And so I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be listeners going and if they cop, they jumped into the show maybe halfway through or something, they're going to be wondering, like, what are you guys talking about? Like, there's consent. Like, you should have asked if she was done brushing her teeth or if she would have minded. But the whole thing to free use and breeding, free use especially, is that that part, that consent, that setting up a boundaries within an open relationship, that's already been established. Like, you've agreed to this as a way of life, right? That's the, I mean, that's the whole point. You have that blanket consent. It can be revoked, but Mm -hmm. you have it. And then of course it can be revoked at any time. If she, if she said red, if she threw up her hands in a timeout, I knew, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we need to stop immediately. Whatever's happening is whatever's happening needs to, needs to end right now. I mean, I, again, I understand that the the idea of affirmative consent, but, Mm -hmm. but again, that's the whole point of this, where you're, you're, Mm -hmm. you, you are supposed to assume affirmative consent that everything that as long as that safe word doesn't come, is not used as Mm -hmm. long as the nonverbal safe gesture is not used, you have consent. Yeah. But this is one of those things where you have to sit down and you have to have that conversation and you have to establish those rules and boundaries up front before any of that happens so and I think um, you gotta have quite a yeah and I think you know maybe this kink isn't for everybody it's never been a match for me and my hubby because um you know there's different libidos in relationships and there are different physical reasons you know especially with um with aging women, for example, as they enter menopause and you start, you know, drying up a little bit, some people might be honestly listening to this podcast right now going, screw that. Like if I don't have my comfy bed and if I don't have my bottle of lube that is necessary for me to have pleasurable sex, like this ain't working. And what we're saying is you got to have those conversations and kind of planning up front or maybe this kink isn't for you. Yeah, not not everything is for everybody and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I, and I completely guarantee, and I completely uh, agree with mismatched libidos. It doesn't work. Um, you have to have that certain chemistry. And this is something that we kind of just noticed that this was just so easy for us. And and we kind of just almost fell into it to the point where we said, hey, does this thing like actually have like to have a name? Like, do we need to like establish things a little bit more, uh, more firmly, like, like, say some things out loud and we did and and we continued so that was that it's it's one of those things where it's like it may be for you it may not be for you and it's okay it like it's it's this is just we're presenting options yeah yeah i think there's uh playful personalities out there too that are a little more open you know to that kind of like well in the book i was talking about the free use friday just knowing that every friday you know you can't really say i'm not in the mood because you're open and willing to have someone come and maybe help you change your mood yeah it doesn't have to be 24 7 the the arrangement that i had is actually probably a little bit extreme even by a lot of typical free use standards that it was basically 24 7 most people might do you know a week a month or a day a month or a day a week so again there's lots of options you can make it whatever you want it to be yeah so i guess we're kind of at our end here alex right or do you have one more story i do actually have one more story where i 
was exposed to the breeding kink and I didn't quite know what it was. It's kind of a bit of a common, <laughs> kind of a common thing through my stories. I'm exposed to something. Stumble I don't know what it, it is. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm like the, I'm like the sexual forest gump just every time, just wander into something. Um, <laughs> like, Oh, that's what it is. So I had a friend with benefits who we had been playing for a while we were we really trusted each other and you know we were mm -hmm. we were clean so we decided that we don't need to use condoms anymore bareback and, right that's yes. another one of the slang terms bareback yes and of course very fun very pleasurable but at one point she mentioned that if for whatever reason, an accident happened and she ended up with a child from me. Well, that wouldn't be the worst thing. And she could imagine how it would be like a like a little hellion and might be might grow up to be a really fun person and so on and so forth. And went into like all of these ideas and considerations. And I don't know why, but all of a sudden I was like, why is this turning me on? I don't something <laughs> I don't I don't understand something about it. And then About I the realized, <laughs> yeah, and I then I realized, oh, I know what it is because like the level of trust and respect someone has for you to say, if we had a child, I think would be a good thing yes. that you are chosen, that you are selected as a potential mate. That's a huge, huge ego boost. Like that mm -hmm. is that. I, one would argue that for a lot of men, that would be the ultimate ego boost. Mm -hmm, so quite the compliment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course I was, I was insanely turned on after that. And I, I didn't even really know what happened to me. And then later on, I read up on it and I was like, oh, so that's what it was. Okay. Okay. Now I have a name for it. But that was kind of, and for a while she would tease me with that, where if she really wanted to flirt with me, she'd go back into that uh, particular fantasy where it's like, oh, you know, maybe I forget the pill and maybe an accident happens. And it was definitely role play. Mm -hmm. um, I I should note that no method of birth control is 100% safe, even if used correctly. But used correctly, it's something like 99.9% .9 safe. So mm -hmm. again, chances are very low, not zero, but still extremely low. So it is primarily role play, but still the 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 ego boost from that was incredible. And I think for her, it was also. Um, just like you said, it's that it's that control of that situation where she gets to where she gets to choose, where she gets to go into this willingly. Uh, so even if there is some sort of an accident, like, no, that's a choice. That's mm -hmm. I made that choice. I said that this is a thing that could happen. So I found that very, very, very interesting. Well, and good on you for even reflecting afterwards about that question of why does this turn me on so much? You know, I think that awareness in you of being aroused by something and it being okay, you know, is kind of the theme to our podcast series here is that, you know, we want to explore all the things, maybe not stumble upon them so randomly like you've done a little bit <laughs> but guide our listeners <laughs> from one kink to the next to the next and maybe they'll go oh like Alex I've been doing this all along 
Yeah, and then maybe what you could do is if you discover that, you can say, oh, well, maybe I can research this and I can go deeper into this yeah. or I can try all these different offshoots or this is very similar to what I've already done or something I've stumbled upon. Let me try that. Or sometimes it can be as a warning. Hey, I heard about this and I absolutely hate it and somebody just proposed it so I know to nope out. So again, yeah. that I I I I do want to point out that we we're not looking at all the free all the fetishes and kinks and things that we're going to discuss as as a under the free use rules of never yep. say no. No, we're going to no. Yep, and we we're going to share no. our our opinions of what's turned us on and what's made us cringe and then still be interested in hearing from others about whether or not it made you cringe or maybe you're enjoying it all along. Which once again brings us to the email address, talkingkinkwithalexanelli at gmail.com. Be part of that 1% club, drop us a line, drop us a comment, or, you know, show up on our website, talkingkinkpodcast.com. Follow us around. We'll have a whole bunch of stuff coming out. And, oh, hey, you can actually now subscribe and follow it and get notified when there's a new episode posted. I love it. And I love that that means you want to keep chatting with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we'll see you here again next time, Alex. See you again, Allie. Bye, everybody. Bye.